drink with me. Hey! Welcome to Have a Drink with Me. I'm your host, Dylan Polniak, and joining me today is a comedy writer and co-writer of the graphic novel Bubble, which is available now, Jordan Morris. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting how we got connected. You needed someone to edit like a minute long pitch video and yeah. Facebook brought us together. Yeah, Facebook. Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely I needed a little uh, super cut for a pitch and uh, asked Facebook who who might be good at editing such a super cut. And your name came up and, and you did a great job. Awesome. Thanks. I hope the pitch went well or. Got the laughs you know, that it gave it me, actually, at least. <laughs> it actually didn't go well. So, oh, that's <laughs> but too bad. not, but not because of your supercut. The supercut okay. part of it went great. So, okay, the yeah. pitch itself was uh, not meant to be. Okay, well, I plan on putting that pitch in my editing reel, just in case anyone ever needs anything. You know, that's what I'm known for now. <laughs> nice. Well, this is have a drink with me, and you picked a drink of choice for today, and you went with tequila soda. I did, yeah. Um, that's kind of just my, um, you know, it's kind of just been my reliable drink for a couple of years. Uh, my buddy Allison Becker, Allison Becker, a uh, a great comedy writer and actor, um, kind of turned me on to it. I was doing vodka soda as just my, you know, standard, not fancy, I need a drink, drink. And mm-hmm. uh, she was like, you know, uh, tequila soda, uh, not only um, a little more merciful on the waistline, but also uh, tequila, a stimulant. So, uh, yeah. you know, maybe you're less likely to get the the booze sads and maybe gives you a little pep if you're, mm-hmm. you know, looking to make a night of it. Uh, I don't know if that's true. That might not be true. Uh, yeah. I have not looked into it, but I just kind of believed it because she said it very confidently. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've been doing tequila sodas ever since. Um, you know, I like a variety of drinks, of course, but when just like someone's like, I'm going to the bar, what do you want? I go tequila soda and uh, it's always, always tasty. I have heard it called a ranch water recently too. Ranch water. Interesting. I've, yeah, I've, I've seen it pop up really on a these. couple of, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not as common as a whiskey soda or a. Or mm-hmm. a vodka soda, but uh, but man, man, I sure like it. Yeah, I did an episode. Um, I don't know when it airs uh, compared to this one, but we talked about how seltzers have kind of taken over, and through the pandemic, right. that's what everyone was, you know, hopping onto. And this tastes like like an adult adult seltzer, like yeah, an alcoholic seltzer, but for adults. You know, it's like you can taste that tequila, but then you still get that the fizzy. And and the bite to it without having to just have that straight, difficult tequila taste. Right. And you can, you know, you real easy to pep up. You can squeeze a lime in it. You can squeeze a lemon in it. You can uh, you can drop a couple berries in there if you want uh, if you want that. Um, so, yeah. And, and I know what you mean. And I think it is a good kind of analog to the, um, you know, the Trulies and the White Claws. It is a kind of a similar easy drinking situation. Uh, yeah. Uh, cards on the table. I do not like those. I cannot finish one of those uh, alcoholic mm-hmm. seltzers. The like artificial fruit taste really, really gets to me. And I don't know what it is, but yeah, it just reminds me too much of like. I don't know. They have a medicine-y quality to them, I think. They, they remind mm-hmm. me a little bit of like having to take Dimatap as a kid. Anyway, they yeah. don't do it for me. But I think if you're looking for a good, like, uh, 
hot weather, easy drinking, refreshing drink, uh, tequila soda, great analog to those. And and you can you could you can pep it up if you want to. And if you, you know, instead of just using a club soda, if you use like a, you know, a LaCroix or a bubbly with a little flavor in it, uh, I think that always that always uh, meshes nicely. Yeah, I definitely will choose this over a seltzer. That like yeah. I always I like to to describe alcoholic seltzers as like a flavored battery because it's yeah it's yeah, like that's about right that's about right it's like they're almost like always spicy for some reason and I know that I'm a very white boy and uh, <laughs> you know we can't really handle the heat but but they all just taste spicy for some reason without yeah meaning to. there's I know it's like bite is is fun in some ways but i think the mm-hmm. bite is wrong it, it's hard to describe why i don't like them um but i think that's what you're describing kind of gets at it it's just like yeah a lot of <laughs> a lot of bad sensations in one drink yeah and it, you need to have five six or more for you to finally feel something so it's like you have to power through so yeah. many just Boy, I'll, to I'll take your word yourself. for it. I'll take your word for it. I cannot finish one. And I know maybe that makes me sound <laughs> like a soft baby <laughs> or something, but uh uh yeah, I don't know. I can't do it. I don't I do not I do not get the trend. We'll have to do a second episode of this where our drink is just one seltzer. Can you, you just have finish, to finish one it? white claw? This drink In- that many other people easily finish. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's not my not my thing. And that's okay because I like this so much more. And this should be in a can rather rather than a Yeah. Seltzer. I have had some I have had some canned versions of this. There's some canned versions of this that are pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I think they're they're fine, but they have a little bit of that artificial quality that I don't like from the seltzers. Uh not too hard to get a bottle of tequila and a bottle of seltzer and make one of these yourself. But um Yeah, for sure. Uh but yeah, but in a pinch, if you're uh, you know, if you need something for a cooler or you need something for a you know, a cookout or a you know, floating the lazy river, the uh the canned versions are all right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would love to try I don't know if you've had cutwater. Cutwater's got those amazing yeah, canned drinks. And I know that they do a tequila soda. I haven't tried that one though. Maybe that's the one I tried. Those are the ones that you can kind of get at Target. They're at Target in the booze mm-hmm. section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is the brand I tried. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah. They're all right. Yeah. Typically, they're they're somewhere around like 5%, but they do uh, okay. Cutwater White white Russian, and it's 14%. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good one. Right. That's a good one. Okay. So if you ever need to try those, go for the, cu- the Cutwater <laughs> yeah. White Russian. Yeah. I'm curious. I would be more inclined to try those than I would the uh, whatever the new hard seltzer is. Mm-hmm. Our topic for today, you gave me a uh, you gave me a few topics, and this one uh, stood out for me because I don't think I've talked about this really on the show. But uh, video games, uh, kind of a general topic. I'm very excited about this. Um, so, yeah. do you play do you play video games often? Or I do. I do play a lot of video games. I have have since I was a kid. I definitely, uh, you know, I think you talk to a lot of people who you who are like. You know, I played as a kid and then I stopped mm-hmm. or I played yeah. as a kid and I got too into wow in college and I had to stop because my grades were falling. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you maybe have another class of person who's like, oh, I kind of picked it up again because of like, you know, Red Dead Redemption, I think is one where you hear people mm-hmm. like they see it and you're like, it just looks so cool. I have to get a console again. 
Um, oh yeah. And then you know, like phone games. I know that some people kind of come back to it through phone games. Mm-hmm. Uh, which man, phone games have come a long way. There are some fun and good phone games. I'm always impressed when I try the new hot shit phone game. I'm like, yeah, this is good, and it's on my phone. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I've just kind of like played them forever. I, 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 you know, we got a, we got an NES when I was a kid with Rob the Video Robot, the weird. Oh wow! NES you had one of those. Yeah, we had a Rob the Video Robot um, who spun these dangerous hot disks that somehow interacted with your game. Very confusing, mm-hmm. um, but very cool and a great. Great design on that little guy. He's popped up in some like Smash Brothers games. Uh, oh yeah, uh, since then. But uh, he he was a he was a fun little fun little piece of Nintendo ephemera. Um, but yeah, but I kind of just kept going and was a Genesis kid after Nintendo and. Um, you know, definitely I went through the paces to get my PlayStation five and, uh, you know, after a lot of tries and frustration finally did. And yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of a, they're just kind of part of my life and I've actually worked in them a little bit. I've gotten to work for some video games, which has been really fun. Um, yeah, so they're, they're just kind of, kind of part of my, part of my nerd soup for sure. Yeah. Do you have a, a video game that you remember that kind of got you hooked originally? I think the thing that the thing that ensured that I was going to be into them, you know, past childhood was Street Fighter. The Street Fight, you know, Street Fighter Two, the game that was in every pizza place when we were kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming we're maybe around the same age. I'm 39. I don't know. Uh, eh, roughly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, maybe you also remember the days of playing Street Fighter in a pizza place, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got so into that game and it just had so many fun little like secrets and things to figure out. And then they would always kind of update it. And there was this weird lore around it. And it's, you know, one of those kind of simple to play, hard to master type games that was so addictive. And yeah, I just kind of like got into it and wanted to play every version of Street Fighter they put out. And they put out a lot of them. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that in its weird way kind of kept me going, and then kind of like the ancillary fighting games, your Mortal Kombat, your Tekken's, your King of Fighters. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely like that. I will always be su- super into that franchise and want to know what it's doing. Um, um, but yeah, but I think that was part of just kind of part of what what made him stick with me. Yeah, I I was originally hooked on uh, Super Mario Brothers three. That was the first game that I remember. Yeah, sure. It really drew me in. Um, I had two older brothers, so they ended up getting the NES for Christmas. Or, and then nice. when I was old enough to actually play it, you know, I'm about five, six years younger than you. But uh, but I remember, like, that was, like, the main game that I always played. But it's funny that you brought up Street Fighter 2, because Street Fighter 2 is the first game that I ever beat. Wow, that's kind of impressive. On, it's not, not an easy game Super to beat. Nintendo. That's kind of cool. Nice. I... I, I, I like moved to Florida or something, or my mom, I visited Florida and I brought my Super Nintendo with me and I spent almost the entire vacation just playing Street Fighter 2 so that I could <laughs> just beat it. And then finally I beat it and I was like, this is incredible. I mean, I, playing video games, you know, my whole childhood, that's the first one I beat, you know, so it's Do interesting what, that that's... What character you beat it with? Jeez, I don't know. I, I would assume it was. Oh, jeez, who's the green guy with orange hair? Is it 
Blanca. Blanca. Yeah, Blanca. I, I'm pretty sure it was Blanca because I just kept electrocuting people, and I feel, feel like that was like my nice, you know, button mash. But then I know that one right. move, so <laughs> I don't know what what difficulty I played it on, but it was still a huge thing for me to so impressive. Very to beat impressive. That. Did you play a lot of games in like arcades and pizza places and stuff like that? Mini golf courses. Yeah, when I we didn't have much of that around where I grew up, but when I I moved eventually moved to Orlando, there was a, a bunch of game uh, like arcade bars there. So I always played that. I would play Dance Dance Revolution a lot, which was just okay, like super nice. fun. But yeah. um, but growing up, my friends all had like the joystick controllers for their Xbox and and you know Dreamcast and all that stuff. So that's how I always played it. And then they were they would buy like the actual big wooden pieces that like sit on your lap and instead of you know just having like oh, a nice. little mini controller so okay. that's kind of my serious. experience with the, the arcade games yeah and then obviously you know los angeles has tons of arcade bars so i try to play those every time i'm i'm around but so you just got a ps5 i did yeah what kind of hoops did you have to jump through to get that boy it was a real process um <laughs> you know obviously at at the time of this recording they are still like hard to get you can't just waltz into a target and grab one um mm -hmm. yeah you gotta wait in a intense virtual queue i did this thing where you know if you pay gamestop you know uh $20 fee, you can become part of their rewards program. And if you're in the rewards mm -hmm. program, you get access to the consoles first. So I did the rewards program. And the next time the consoles were on sale, I got in their, you know, virtual queue and just <laughs> sat around and refreshed my browser for an hour until I finally got to put one in my cart. And, uh, and, and, and then I got it and I was the happiest boy in the world. <laughs> I believe it. Did you have to Thank buy you, one of the man. bundles? I did buy one of the bundles, yeah. What did it come with? Uh, it came with uh, Ratchet and Clank, which is great. It is a yeah. kind of platforming type game. It's it's a little cute and cartoony, but it you know, um, but it definitely kind of has it's it's uh, it's a little bit more of a serious challenge uh, than that. Mm -hmm. And I got uh, Miles Morales Spider Man, which is Ooh. the uh, sequel to that Spider Man game that came out a couple years ago on PS4 also great really both really really fun games and they both look beautiful and uh yeah very very happy with my <laughs> uh ordeal i went through to get my ps5 i, I definitely recommend mm -hmm. both those games too if you have to if you got a bundle those are two two great ones oh that's great so you got the ps5 was there a, a console growing up that you were you always wanted but you could never get your hands on it Oh, uh, good question. I don't, I don't think I ever remember like waiting in line or, you know, anything like that. I guess I've mm -hmm. never been like, I've never had the instinct to like, I need the newest one right now. Um, yeah. I got a. I definitely caught the PS5 mania, but that's a little bit rare for me. I and with video mm -hmm. games, I think. Um, you know, when the, when a new console comes out, the first games that come out with it are usually bad. Um, yeah, yeah, with some exceptions, of course. But you know, for the most part, the fun games don't start to come out until a little while after. So mm -hmm. I think that I yeah, I don't think I was ever super into getting the new one right when it came out. Although yeah, maybe if you ask my mom, she could probably 
name a time when I cried because my friends had a Sega Genesis and I didn't. But uh, I, I don't yeah. really remember that being quite my quite my thing. Yeah, I'm going to interview her next just to follow oh, up on any yeah, questions I had about you. Pers nice. Like you very personal questions. Good. She's tough. Yeah. Tough <laughs> yeah. She, I, I just have to show her how Zencaster works. But yeah, she's pretty, uh, pretty open to the idea. Uh, nice. So you've got, I'm, I'm hung up on this PS5 thing because sure, no, I, please, I was man. the same way. I had uh, like every console I ever wanted. I, I remember playing like a 3DO forever ago wow, with those big like yeah. laser discs. Sure, um, sure. But I but I never wanted it. It was like cool. I got to play it. And then Dreamcast, I played that, but I never really wanted it. Right. PS Five is the first one that I truly want, but it's one of those things where eh, I don't need it. But right. But if yeah. it. You know, they're just so hard to come by. And I've heard people having to do the GameStop route and you have to buy your bundle in, mm -hmm. in that. So um, I'll probably wait until sometime next year to pick it up. But but uh, do you have any games that you're specifically looking forward to with the PS5? Uh, so the thing I think that fueled my mania is because I am very, very into the genre of video game called Soulsborne. These are video games made mostly by a company called From Software, and they are just these, like, absurdly, punishingly hard action RPGs. They're kind of like, mm -hmm. they're set in a variety of different worlds, but it's usually kind of a Dungeons & Dragons fantasy setting. And, yeah. you know, they're just these, like, very hard games with a really, really, like, great gameplay loop. And I've gotten so into them, and there is a... There is a remaster of the first one ever called Demon Souls uh, that for the longest time you couldn't play unless you had an old PS3. It was not, you know, available or, you know, remixed anywhere. But that was one of the mm -hmm. launch games with PS5 is this remake, oh, wow. this very beautiful kind of up res HD remake of Demon Souls. And, you know, that's the thing that made me just say, like, I have to play it. I'm sick of not playing it. I've played every mm -hmm. one of these games. I need to be a completist. So, yeah, that that's the one I'm playing right now, and it's 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 everything I wanted it to be. They're they're so fun. They're definitely you know like if you don't play a lot of video games, they are <laughs> maybe like so not just not just like hard challenge wise, but just obtuse. It doesn't tell you what to do. It just kind of lets yeah. you figure it out. Or you have to watch a million YouTube tutorials to figure out where anything is. But um, mm -hmm. I kind of like that part of it. I, I like the, you know, the deep dive and the like, you know, kind of parsing out the weird puzzle it gives you. But um, yeah, I know a lot of people do not. And I absolutely respect you if you don't want to <laughs> waste your time with that. Uh, yeah. Probably a good use of your time. But um, I love them. They're totally my thing. And so I think that the fact that there was a a a Souls game that you could not get on another console just made me go like well i gotta do it i gotta try and get one mm -hmm. yeah that's the problem with playstation is they don't do the backwards compatibility and that's what everyone wants like there's yeah yeah i had i when i bought my ps4 so i i also worked in video games for a year but i i bought a ps4 because everyone else i worked with had a ps4 right. and i was like cool i'll sell my ps3 and whatever and then i'll just play the games and realize oh i can't i had to buy left for dead or, uh, sorry, not Left 4 Dead, uh, Last of Us again. And I had to play oh, through yeah, that bummer. again yeah. because, you know, there's, you know, no way to transfer that over. Yeah, so uh, the, the Soulsborne games were Dark Souls and Bloodborne and all that, correct? Yeah. 
I've never played them, but I've sat and watched people play them, and mm-hmm. they are spooky. <laughs> just yeah, like they're kind of creepy. Weird things just popping up out of nowhere. Yeah, oh, they got jump. They got it. jump scares. They're very like yeah, very gothic. Very like yeah, very like kind of. They have a little bit of a heavy metal aesthetic to them. They definitely kind of look mm-hmm. like an old, you know, Iron Maiden album cover. Um, so yeah, they're a very particular product for a very particular uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, collection of tastes. But um, if it's your thing, it's your thing for sure. Yeah, I didn't realize they were all part of like the same uh, under the same parent. I guess um, I thought they were all just like I, I obviously like Dark Souls one, two, three, whatever. Yeah. But I didn't realize Bloodborne and all those were all kind of the same. I guess or the same family. Yeah, they are all kind of made by this kind of. Uh, kind of eccentric video game genius. I think I'll get his name right here. Hideteka Miyazaki. And he is, um, yeah, he's just kind of a video game visionary. And yeah, this, uh, you know, there's Dark Souls and there's Bloodborne and then there's Demon Souls and Sekiro, colon, Shadows Die Twice is kind of a, uh, you know, feudal Japan samurai take on it. And yeah, Mm -hmm. they're all, they all kind of share a lot of little, um, kind of similarities and quirks and uh you know they drop a some little crumbs to kind of um suggest that maybe they're all kind of in the same universe and taking place Mm -hmm. in this kind of one you know streamlined continuity although uh you know i think they they haven't come out and said that but it's really fun to pick up those little like easter eggs and kind of figure out how they're all all connected um yeah and then and then there's also souls likes some you know people have kind of taken a stab at you know, yeah. doing this kind of punishingly hard RPG. Um, so there's some other kind of companies making this sort of game, uh, and I have not tried them. Uh, but I would mm-hmm. kind of be interested to take it, see somebody else's take on it. But um, yeah, for now, I'm kind of just just sticking with the uh, sticking with the premium product. Yeah, yeah. So you you play mostly like adventure adventure puzzle kind of games. You play like shooter games or anything like that. Yeah, you know, as far as shooter games go, I I am no good at, like, online shooters. So, like, I have a bunch of buddies who are very serious Halo people. And, you know, I would love to kind of join the party around playing Halo and, you know, Halo yeah. discussions and things like that. But, um, you know, it's just never my thing. I never got super into them. Um, so my just skill set is... is uh, you know, appalling when it comes to those. But if there's a one-player experience, uh, I do really like to play one of those games. The um, mm-hmm. There's two Doom games that came out recently. Doom, of course, the, you know, perennial PC hell shooter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there, there's a couple of Doom games that you can play single-player um, that came out in the past couple years, and they are awesome. They are so yeah. fun. Uh, so cool, fun challenge. Uh, yeah, great, great. Again, with the kind of heavy metal, death metal aesthetic. Um, and I love them. And I do not have to feel self-conscious that my teammates are mad at me because I'm not doing good enough. I can just kind of play them by myself. I get that way. I love shooter games, Red Dead. Um, Star Wars Battlefront is a huge, uh, huge oh, fan yeah. of that. Um, I mentioned this earlier, uh, a slip, but uh, Left for Dead. And right. I love those games so much. And I, I was a huge Halo player 
when I was younger. Okay. And when, you know, one, two, and three, when they were all out and you could play online. It was never good, but it was more about trash talking and yeah. like being yeah. absolutely terrible at the game, but like trash talking and still just right, making right. people feel like <laughs> somehow you're good at it. But um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the online stuff, I'm not good at it. I, I, I'm all about the adventure games, uh, single player campaigns. That's just like, that's my, my chef gets. Nice. Yeah, you mentioned the Last of Us games, right? Did you play the mm-hmm. Did you play the most recent one? Uh, I have it, but I, I I own it. Someone gave it to me, and okay. but I haven't played it. Um, I just was just going through the PS4 remake or remastered, and it's one of those games where I have to like make sure my wife is with me so that she can just like keep me level and not like have me, you know, completely freaked out at how right. scary that game is and They're how scary, stressful. Yeah. yeah. And all the lights are on. I've got my dogs next to me, my wife next to me as well. And that's the only way I can play it. So I have to make sure I've got, you know, everything just right. Middle of the day, bright lights, everything. Right. So those games are just so terrifying, stressful too. Uh, yeah. Um, have you, have you beaten Left 4 Dead or I keep saying Left 4 Dead. No, no, that's okay. Last I actually did play a little Dead. bit of Left 4 Dead. Um, that was a that was a shooter. You know, it's it's co-op, so it's mm-hmm. not you know you're not like going against people. So I definitely played that with some friends a little bit. And while I was not as good as them, um, you know, I could kind of hang and we could have a good time. So I definitely had a lot of fun with those Left 4 Dead games. And I'd be uh, I'm kind of curious yeah. about this whatever this new one is that they're coming out with um back for blood yeah does it look, does it look fun blood. to you as a fan it looks exactly like left for dead right. if they made a third one okay you know um it, they're testing the waters i think with like different abilities per character right. which i'm not a fan of i want to be able to pick whoever i want and everyone has the same thing uh-huh. but i get that classes are like the new thing with shooters where you know there's the heavy there's right. the the officer there's the assault you know that kind of thing snipers so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and like you were saying, you know, it's co-op. That's the good thing, yeah. too, is I'm not stuck playing against anybody. I get, like, if I'm the worst player, then I've got three better people that I'm playing with. So <laughs> right. um, so it all works out. So uh, PlayStation, shooters, adventure games, do you uh, dive into any, like, um, a Nintendo Switch, anything like that? I do. I have a Switch. Yeah, I'm definitely a Nintendo fan, you know, Um yeah, Nintendo's great. I mean, they don't like make enough games, <laughs> so you know, yeah, they definitely don't. Uh, but everyone they do is really good. Nintendo like just has such a such a great track record as far as you know hit rate mm-hmm. goes. Um, yeah, I've got a Switch, and uh, oh, you know, it's funny. I didn't play Zelda Breath of the Wild on Switch. I actually played it on a Nintendo Wii U that I got as a um, oh wow, I got as a uh, like a Black Friday bundle uh one year kind of as it was about to die i grabbed the wii u and just kind of played everything on it and really had a good time it's not not a great console obviously but um it had some fun fun games and so yeah i played Mm -hmm. breath of the wild and loved it definitely you know cold take that is a very very good video game maybe the best one ever created Mm -hmm. and uh yeah but i got a switch and i played the mario odyssey and um couple others what else have i enjoyed on the switch oh i replayed the shovel knight games on switch i thought that was really fun there are these little kind of hmm. retro 
um, kind of retro style platformers that play kind of like a Metroid or a Castlevania. Oh yeah. Very, very fun. Yeah. Game. I just looked it up. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen these around, but have not played those. Um, yeah. So I've had, I've had a good time with the switch. I kind of like it, it, uh, you know, I think obviously maybe if I was traveling more, uh, the switch would get a little more use. Um, you know, definitely like, um, obviously, uh, none of us are traveling as much as we might in other, in other situations. Yeah. So maybe the switch isn't getting quite the workout that it, that it, that it would otherwise. Um, but yeah, I've had fun with it. I didn't join the animal crossing train. I did not join the, like, you know, yeah. we're all playing animal crossing, um, uh, you know, trend that happened, uh, you know, kind of early pandemic, but, um, you know, it. I. You know, that game is adorable and looks very, very well done. Uh, it is not my thing. The kind of passive, non-game is kind of not my not my cup of tea. Yeah, I think Animal Crossing was probably the darkest part of the pandemic, when everyone's just like, I'm inside, playing a character who's just going outside right. and like, tending to their garden. Mm-hmm. I believe that's like. You walk around and then you meet with other people and you trade beets or rutabaga or something. I don't, I've never played it, but that's what I got from all the, like, the social media posts. Be right. Just like, yeah. Oh, my beets are worth, my beets are worth 10 cents or yeah, something just a, wild. Just a funny, a funny little example of, <laughs> you know, how we're kind of in a dystopia. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. and I know that game was like very important to a lot of people and it's definitely like so cute and fun to oh, look yeah. at. And yeah, all the, you know, kind of memes and creative things people did with it uh, were all really, really fun. Uh, again, not not something I would want to play personally, but like very cool. And I think like kind of like we were talking about early on is like I think that's a thing that is getting a lot of people into games. I think it is like I haven't played a game since Nintendo, you know, the original mm-hmm. NES. But, you know, this is so fun and appealing and welcoming that I want to get back into it. Yeah, my my wife was never really into video games, and I bought a Switch like a year before we we met. But I bought like all the fun games that that go with it, where you would sit with a bunch of people on the couch and play. So like Mario Party, yeah, um, Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, all that stuff. So we've spent a lot of time playing Mario Party, like through the whole pandemic. I think we right. played Mario Party three or four times a week <laughs> and it was just like oh we're gonna have drinks and then we'll play together and we do a little board game yeah. thing and if the com- the computer beats us we drink if we beat the computer then <laughs> then awesome funny. that's really cool um and they've got uh the new mario party superstars is coming out which i'm oh nice very okay. much excited for because i think there was like four maps in the last game and i think they're they're remaking a bunch of the old ones from n64 okay which I think will be a great uh, a great uh, throwback. But do you with any games? Do you do you ever play like a drinking game with anything you play? Not really. I have one. I have like one buddy who is into Street Fighter as much as I am, and sometimes we'll mm-hmm. get together and kind of drink as we play. But it's never like a for penalties type thing. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds fun. It sounds like a fun fun kind of kind of hang the. Uh, uh, yeah, the video game drinking game, but uh, I I have not done it myself. I want to share one other drinking game, please. If you if you get around to it, yeah, yeah. So Mario Mario Kart. Uh, the way that I was told is it's called Drunk Driver. Okay. So you and everyone else playing, 
you're all at the uh, you know the start, and you all have an unopened beer. Mm-hmm. And in Mario Kart, it's three laps. So once once it goes, you can start driving, but you can't drink and drive at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you have to drink, you have to pull over to the side and drink. <laughs> but you have to finish you have to finish your beer before you finish the race. That's kind of fun. And I think that's that's great. I think that's super fun. I used to play it on N64 all the time. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad that it's like now on the Switch and it's like easier to use. You don't have the the big N64 controller yeah, where you have to like bad controller. hit the joystick and all that stuff. Yeah, it's rough, but uh, very fun drinking game. Yeah, did you, did that something you, is that something you came up with or is that something you like did in a dorm? When I first moved to LA, this guy that I met, so a friend of mine introduced me online to this this other guy, uh, Matt Morgittis, great guy. And she was like, oh, I think you'll really like this guy. You should hit him up. So the first night I hung out with him, they did like a boys night. And there was like 10 or 15 guys at his, like, they had like a townhouse. Right. And they had a bar. And then built into the bar, they had all the controllers, N64 controllers cool. coming out. And they had a big flat screen TV behind the bar. And they were like... Here's here's the game we're playing, and I was just like, this is the most fun yeah. thing ever. <laughs> I mean, it's hard hard to do with liquor. We wouldn't right. be able to do it with uh, <laughs> you know twenty four ounces of uh, tequila soda, but um, but yeah. I, so he showed me that, and then I was just like, I need to find more people who want to play this. That's awesome. So um, so I'm hoping I, my wife and I just moved into our house, and I'm hoping that we can turn our den into a bar soon so that I can get it all set up with Mario Kart and people can come over and drink with me. That's the life. <laughs> that is the life. That's the only reason I wanted a house mm-hmm. so I could build a bar to play uh, Mario Kart. Nice. So uh, Super Mario yes. was, it's being remade, the movie. Mm-hmm. I assume it's going to be live action and not animated. Uh, it is animated. It's actually you, from the people who do. It is. Animated. It is. Yeah, it's from the people who do the Minions movies. So it'll be a CGI oh, okay. affair. Um, yeah, from the people who who did the Minions movies. So it'll be good, essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. It'd be great if we could get a good video game movie. I know that they're, <laughs> you know, video game movies um, have a real shit track record, <laughs> but um, they do. It, It'd be nice. It'd be nice if uh, if one would turn out, especially the you know, the Nintendo properties would all make such cool movies if done right. So hopefully Mario's got the money first for event. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean they kind of screwed up with the Sonic movie because I'm pretty sure Nintendo owns the Sonic property now. Or Sega, I guess. I think they own the Sega property. But do you have? I mean, and you're right. All video games turned into movies are very bad. Like. Almost yeah. all of them are just completely terrible. Do you have one that is like, you just love it? You love it no matter what people say? Oh, you know, I think there's some that you can point to that are like, that are like fun, that are kind of competently mm-hmm. made fun. I think all, I've seen every Resident Evil movie. Uh, and okay, there's, yeah. you know, six or seven of those that kind of run together, but um yeah, those are just kind of fun B monster movies, and Mila Jovovich is great. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're 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 kind of campy and crazy, but they're always like a good time and great, you know, monsters and zombie splatter and stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely like you could you could you know do a lot worse than putting on one of those if you're just kind of looking for something fun to watch. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of people have some warm feelings towards that original Mortal Kombat movie. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I haven't watched that in a while, but I maybe kind of remember liking going to see that as a kid. And um, yeah, the new Mortal Kombat had had some fun moments and fun gore and stuff like that. So they're not all like, you know, they're not all total dog shit. They're mostly bad. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> there's some there's some that are kind of like fun, fun popcorn entertainment, I think. Yeah, I think that um, uh, Josh Lawson, who played Kano in the new Mortal Kombat movie, was like the best portrayal of any character. He was I, I think the original Kano in, in uh, Mortal Kombat back in the 90s, I think he was really good. But but yeah, Josh Lawson killed it. And he made that movie so, like so watchable because right. you added this new character. I can't think of his name, but he's got like all these powers and he owns a billy club and all this other stuff. It, it just doesn't make sense. But um, but yeah, I, I, I forgot about the Resident Evil movies. And... Those are very fun to watch. I was also thinking, um, did you ever watch Double Dragons? I didn't. I've I've heard that that Double Dragon is maybe like really good bad. So I'm kind of curious. I would it would be nice. It'd be nice to uh, you know watch that for a podcast or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. curious about Double Dragons. I've heard that it's kind of wild. I absolutely like that's the one that always sticks out to me. I just oh, I, yeah. no matter what, I always say it's so good because I watched it back in. 1994 when it came out yeah, but sure. i just remember like loving it so much but also scott wolf uh i believe was in mortal Kombat as well he played one of the brothers but the uh the other brother was the host of iron chef and was also in the newest um I want to say Kill Bill, the Keanu Reeves movie that's out now. There's three of John, them. John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah. He's also the, the villain in John Wick. He hey, played one cool. of the leads okay. in Double Dragons. Nice. So great. I just yeah, watched nice. the, the third one not too long ago and I was like, Double Dragons. And that's like, <laughs> that's what I know him for, which is it's nice. Pretty nice sad. to know that someone can have a career after their bad video game movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to find out where we can find you on social media. And you've got a drinking story that you're going to share with us. You got so it. Stay tuned. If you've made it this far into the episode, it's safe to assume you're enjoying the show. You can support this podcast by picking up some merch over at shop.stricterpictures.com. Please like, comment, subscribe and check out some of the other content we've created on this channel. Thanks. All right, we are back. And Jordan, where can we find you on social media? Uh, Yeah, let's see. I am. I'm uh, over there on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris. And kind of new-ish to Instagram at Jordan David Morris. And uh, yeah, if you go on there, you can uh, find all about my new graphic novel, Bubble, that I co-wrote. Um, I co-wrote it with a great comedy writer named Sarah Morgan, and uh, the art is by the uh, the great comics artist Tony Cliff, colors by Natalie Reese. And uh, yeah, it's a sci-fi comedy. It is um, kind of set in a near future where everybody lives in a bubble city, and they have to kill monsters as part of this 
life and death gig economy. And yeah, it's funny. It's crazy. It's got uh, a lot of jokes and uh, gore. Not for kids. It is not for kids. A lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of sex jokes. But um, yeah, if you're an adult graphic novel reader, um, definitely check out Bubble. It is uh, you can get that uh, wherever you get your books. Awesome. Amazon and everything. Yeah, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, your local comic book store, your local indie bookstore. Uh, if they don't have it, just tell them you want Bubble, and they will order it up for you. But yeah, anywhere you get a book. That's awesome. Uh, I'm definitely going to check this out. Uh, and also, it's funny that I had to ask, is it on Amazon, which was originally a bookstore, that then became <laughs> right. a uh, huge online presence to now, right. you know, that's where you get your books. Um but yes, awesome. It sounds super fun and I'm excited to check it out. So you, you've got a drinking story for us. And I'm oh, very yeah. much looking you know, forward to hearing this. Yeah, you asked me, you asked me uh, uh, up top about, uh, you know, the first thing I ever drank. Um, mm-hmm. and mine is definitely a, a, a weird, funny kid who doesn't know what he's doing hack. Um, I was kind of late to the party. I was a you know, a little bit of a scaredy cat, a little bit religious. So I definitely waited a while to have my first like illicit underage drink. I think I was probably mm-hmm. already 16 or 17. Um, I wasn't that old, I guess, but yeah, I think, you know, um, I think I was maybe old for my peer group. Um, yeah. and yeah, and we had, there was a, uh, parents aren't home party at, uh, Mike Espino's house and they had a bottle of vodka, but didn't know what to do with it. So they um, just poured it into one of those uh, Costco-sized containers of Tang. You know, those kind of metal <laughs> containers of powdered mm-hmm. orange juice. And uh, we just kind of passed that around. We just kind of passed around vodka and Tang. I don't know if they put any additional water into it. I think they must have had to, because you can't, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have mixed into a drinkable state without some additional water. Anyway, uh, vodka and tang. Uh, I, 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 yeah, it was my first drink. Um, yeah. And I actually, a couple of years ago decided to kind of try it properly. And I actually made some tang and then poured a little vodka in and spruced it up with a orange wedge and, uh, yeah, a little squeeze of lime. <laughs> and it actually was actually, was actually pretty good. So, uh, vodka and tang in a pinch, it'll do. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely something you have to measure out. No oh, way yeah. could I drink it out of just a big metal tin. <laughs> right. That's awesome. What a what an interesting first drink. Because most people are like, oh, well, I stole some beer from, you know, my aunt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Canned Vodka beer tank. from the fringe is like, fridge, I think is like the easiest one to come across. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, vodka and tang straight out, straight out of the can. All right, well, listeners and viewers, uh, anyone who's going to be joining this show, make me drink Vodka Tang, because (laughs) I don't think I'll try it any other time. So, uh, Jordan, I want to thank you so much for joining this show. Uh, It was super fun chatting with you and not having to do it in a Facebook work setting is (laughs) how we know each other. Um, Be sure, everyone, to go to your local bookstore or online bookstore and pick up Bubble, because it sounds incredible. And I can't wait to check it out. Um, But yes, thank you so much for doing this show. And cheers to you. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thank you to our listeners and viewers for checking out the show. 
Uh, follow us on social media at H-A-D-W-M. Follow the show on YouTube at watch.hadwm.com. And thank you for listening. Cheers.